What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, we have a living legend in the business today. Listen, this man plays Canada's biggest sound from back in the 80s to this day. You have masters, and then you have grandmasters. You know who we have in the building today? We have Grandmaster Rosa from Soul to Soul in the building today. What's going on, big boss? Bless up, bless up, bless up. Everything proper. Thank you, thank you so very much for so coming through today. Thank you for coming, eh? Yeah. Well, you know what? Good things come to those who wait the most. You know what? I believe you because as I was telling you off the air, it's about two years now I've been working on this. Well, see, it pay off. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Patience thank. is virtue. <laughs> you get it. Father Rosa in the building today. Good to know. All right. Let's get into some of this grand history about Father Rosa and Soul to Soul. Well, you know what? It would take a week. Yeah. So I have to give you a pre-sea farm. Just okay. a pre-sea farm, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll take that because, again, after waiting so long at this point, you'll take what you could take and what the audience is definitely going to enjoy. Yeah, because I'm going to have to come this week, next week, the following week, and you never can yeah. the final week after. <laughs> my door is always open. If that's what we have to do, my door is always open. Everything good. I'm All blessed. right. All right. Let's get to the beginning of this here. When it came to actually sound and sound business, did you actually fall in love with music first or sound business first? Well, both of them go together, you know. Mm-hmm. Because before Soul to Soul, I had a sound in Supertone. Yeah, I used to go to Cornwall College. I left Cornwall in 1965. Okay. And I started doing surveying architecture, like civil engineering. Mm-hmm. That's in Montego Bay, Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And then even going to school, I used to play music. I used to use my lunch money by records. Okay. I didn't have a record player or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But most of the parties those times, people had a little stereo sound in the house, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you, when they have a little birthday party, you used to use the stereo sound and play the music. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you were just buying records. No, you didn't actually start building a song yet. No. It was just, and what did you call the song at that Super time? Super Tone. Super Tone. Tone. Yeah. Was because it more? Most of the songs was these named Tone, like Merry Tone, Super Tone. So you just follow the format. Right? Yeah. Yeah, All yeah, right. Yeah. And was it more of a soul song, more of a rubber dub song? What type of song was it? No, really rubber dub because those days you had dancehall song like the number one dancehall song in Montego Bay those days was King Quaker. Okay. And you have Twilight and other little songs, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you have Cox and Duke Reed and all those songs in Kingston. Okay. So those like dances like was like real dancehall, dance, dance, no. So hardly soul music play. Yeah. Just reggae music right through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But your song wasn't really built that way at first. What was no, it built it, for? it was built like a mixed music song. Yeah. Because when I started like with super tune, mm-hmm. Calypso, it wasn't soca yet, Calypso. Okay. Reggae. Yeah. And so, soft tune. So the musical slow jam, soft yeah. tune. Okay, and you're playing at the parties and stuff like uh, Most of the parties in Montego Bay used to play house parties. Yeah. Those days you have no violence. Mm-hmm. Everything was good. Yeah. You have like 20 main schools in those days were like Mount Alvernia and Montego Bay High School. So were the girls' school and you have Cornwall College, Northwestern as the male school. Okay. You know, so when you have like a house party, like somebody every birthday have a party, you want Gerard turntable work on automatic. <laughs> and you have to be skillful for use it play because if you make it go on automatic, you have to wait 
until it come up before you can play the record. Yeah. Yeah, so you have to be skillful. Yeah. And understand <laughs> yeah. it. Wow. Okay, right. and what was your name that time there? Emperor Rosa. Emperor Rosa. Emperor Rosa. Okay, and how did you get that name there? Well, you know, you know, my Emperor Selassie then was a ruler. Yeah. So he was a musical ruler. God. So you just attribute the name as Emperor, mm-hmm. Emperor Rosa. Okay, and playing super And the Grandmaster come in Canada, you know. Mm-hmm. You know Charles Spinock? I know that name. All right. He's the one who gave me that name. He okay. said, no, you know, Emperor. Yeah, the Grandmaster. Yeah. After him come to some session that he heard me play, and he kept a, a lot of session that I played for. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, you're not Emperor. You're the Grandmaster. Yeah. That's a bigger name. We're, we're getting here just now. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're just building you up to get there just now. Okay, Emperor Rosa on Supertone Song, yeah. playing all of the um, school dances, host parties yeah. in Montego Bay this yeah. time here. Yeah. Okay, so then when did you go from playing all the school dances to actually wanting to build a sy- sound system? And where did it go from Supertone to now Soul to Soul? Well, Supertone was like from 60, I left Corner 65. Okay. 1965, so that was the Supertone era. Yeah. And then 1972, a couple of friends and myself, when my brother had a bar in Montego Bay, and we sit down there and say, we're going to farm a little song. Okay. And we farm soul to soul right there. And what year is this? 72. 72? Yeah, 1972. And who was originally, originally on soul to soul at that time there? Well, I want to tell you something. I gave it the name soul to soul. Okay. Yeah. I got the name from a movie with the icon Tina Turner, soul to soul. I see. So that's when we, I call, call the song Soul to Soul. I bra- branch out from Supertone to Soul to Soul then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how many people were in the song at the beginning well, then? It was about four of us, four, four, yeah, four. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of police and myself and Barnabas, he died. Mm-hmm. His brother, Mikey, Chambers, um, Grantees. It was like it was a syndicate of us, right? Mm-hmm. We used to go to a fan club in James Brown Fan Club. That was a fan club in Wantigo Bay at the time. Okay. So a couple of us get together and we decide, all right, we're going to start our own song. Yeah. So, so just break off from Super Tone and we join in and take it from there. Soul to Soul. And what type of song was Soul to Soul intended to be? Well, it was a mixed music song, right? Okay. Because in, in our era, most of the sound system those days used to play, like I said, reggae. But super uh, yeah. tone, mm-hmm. we played like mixed music. Mm-hmm. So we continue under the same way, like super tone, playing mixed like, like I said, Calypso. Mm-hmm. It wasn't disco those times, it was funky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and slow jams, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I want to tell you something even. In the days of Supertone, I mm-hmm. used to take my lunch money, yeah. buy records. And those days, the record shops didn't have a turntable to play records. Some of the shops were going there now. What? They didn't have that. But my father used to have a telephone in radio, mm-hmm. and he was a politician. So sometimes we had a radio used with buried batteries, some square batteries. Yeah. And then we had a big bamboo at the back of the house mm-hmm. with a, a, the antenna for the radio. Mm-hmm. Put a bottle on the top and put him away up there. So he was a politician. So you see when he gone to meeting <laughs> and you turn on and they used to have a station in Miami named W I N Z. Okay. So when you're in Montego, you can't pick it up easy because you know the short wave. So you see here some of the songs. The American songs. Mm-hmm. So when you go in the record shop, you ask the song you used to write down the name of the songs. Mm-hmm. So 
that is how we get hip to the American music. Makes sense, because I wondered, how would you just buy music and you can't even hear it because there's no turntable? Okay. So you knew what you went in to buy. And ask for. Yeah. And sometimes even when you go into some of the shops, they don't. They never even hear about the, re the, the records yet. Yeah. But during the era of Soul to Soul, they used to have some ships, tourist ship, mm -hmm. that most of, a lot of my friends in Montego Bay, they used to work on the ship. Mm -hmm. So whenever they come in sometime you now, they used to come with a record list from some of the record shop in Miami. Got so you. when you get the list, some of the songs them you'd hear, I would hear them on W and Z already, and I take them off. Mm -hmm. And some of the songs you go by artists and label, record artists and label. That is what you buy records from those days. Yeah. Because you never hear the song yet, but to take a chance, like groups like the OJs and TP and those people, you never really know of them as such. Mm -hmm. But after you hear one good song from them, and you know the label like Philadelphia International, Atlantic, Volts, RCA, Victor, those labels, you know, yeah. they always put out good music, ABC, Paramount. So when you, when you go by the, list, the label, mm -hmm. you always buy the songs them that's on the label. So normally when my friends on the ship come in, would tick up those songs and say, yeah, pick up that. So every week we used to get a package of soul music God, and you. funky music and whatever in those days, you know? Yeah, because I guess it was overseas is where the um, funky music and stuff came right, from. The reggae, right. I guess you would just buy them locally. Right, right. Yeah. And some of the record shop not even have a turntable for play the records on. You have to just go by where you're on the radio. Then you go inside and you ask for the song. Yeah. yeah. No, it's so crazy. It was a real mission back then to really get it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's an experience. You yeah. Know? I mean, I mean, a lot of sound people now would have liked to have some experience like that because it educates you musically. So the, the grasp of yeah. the music come from those days up till now. Yeah. That makes that makes sense. So then, okay, soul to soul, you guys started buying, you guys are buying your funky music and the reggae and everything now. So when did you actually start to build the sound system? From the same time. Same time? Yeah, because we had, we had a friend that was an electric technician, right? And he, um, he told us the type of equipment to buy. Mm -hmm. So then the same guys who work on the ship, they would bring, like, from Radio Shack, they bring the amplifier other places. And we used to make them buy the amplifier and come yeah. and buy it and come and gradually buy piece by piece by piece. Mm -hmm. And you build up the system. Yeah. You build the speaker boxes in, in Montego Bay. Okay. And put this by the speakers abroad and some in Jamaica there too. You yeah. Know? Okay. And then you're you're still playing a lot of house parties and stuff like this at right. this time here. Yeah. So then when did Soul to Soul actually go from more of a party song to more of a rubber dub song? Well, it wasn't really a rubber dub song, you know. No, it wasn't a real rubber. We used to play. Well, actually, when we started playing in Kingston. Okay. So you went from Montego Bay to Kingston? The 14 parishes of Jamaica. We start control the 14 parishes of Jamaica. As a party song or rub it up song? As a party song yeah. to a big song. Got you. Because one of the things that we excel is because we play every type of music. Yeah. Most of the big songs play rubber dub music, mm -hmm. but we play a variety of music so we used to attract a broader cross-section of people. Yeah. You have ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls who yeah. used to come along, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> we, like, we try to please everybody, so we, we continue on that format ever mm -hmm. since yeah. today. Okay. Yeah, we never specialize like in reggae music, mm -hmm. every kind of music. It was every so type. So because of that, we always have a following. Got you. And then you're saying, so then when you got to Kingston, that's where a shift happened for the song? No, we, the song was big before, you know, because we used to play like Port Antonio, St. Anne's, playing a Jack Ruby all and all them things, you know, with Jack Ruby song, you know, yeah, man. 
Okay, soul to soul. All, yeah, man, all of the big sound in Jamaica. You yeah. have um, Virgo. Mm-hmm. They used to have a beach in Montego Bay in Cornwall Beach. Yeah. When the sound get big now, we mm-hmm. used to play like with eight double eighteen boxes. Yeah. yeah. And tapping on and Twitter and everything. Mm-hmm. So all the big set them from Kingston come down and we and them play Gemini, um, Virgo, mm-hmm. all of the big set them all over Jamaica. Kingston, Ochi, everywhere. Okay. They used to keep dancing at Cornwall Beach in Montego Bay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so your base was originally Montego Bay, and yeah. did you actually export the sound to Kingston? No, what happened is that we got a date in Kingston to play. One of the guys used to be a policeman, one mm-hmm. of the part member, right? Mm-hmm. And he got transferred to Kingston, so I arranged up some session with the sounds in Kingston. The first sound we play, Echo Vibration. Okay. That time Michigan and Smiley wasn't even DJing on them yet, no. Yeah. And it was a daily news that in New Kingston, that's where that session keep. Yeah. After we played that night, the people then said, this song can't go back a country. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they said, this song can't go back a country. And it happened till we go back, because we had engagement in Montego Bay. The next time we come to Kingston, mm-hmm. at two months we stay at Kingston before we go back to Montego Bay. What? <laughs> <laughs> and at this time, because I remember hearing a 70, I think it was either 70-something or early, early 80s with a, Artists yeah, on seven, Soul to Soul. Yeah, 70, 75. Okay. 75, 76, we mm-hmm. start to have live artists. And we used to have three at the wickedest young DJ in Jamaica. Which three were they? Ringo, Lone Ranger, and Welton Irie. Started to, on Soul to Soul? Yeah, they were on Soul to Soul. Them call them 73 heavyweight DJ. They're yeah. bad. Everywhere, we used to play like Ron Robin in Kingston, bar, mm-hmm. you know. Those days, them keep dancing, session like at a little bar. Yeah. We used to block the road. We used to play at a place at East Queen Street near Marie's. Yeah. On a Friday evening. And the block, just near Central Police Station, yeah. block up the whole of East Queen Street. Can't can let pass. Okay. Yeah, man. Because you have the, the three DJs at this time here. Right, right. So then, is it still mixed or it's more leaning more towards no, rubber? Right every now? type of music. Mm-hmm. Every type. We keep the trend like that. Yeah. Ever since. We kept the trend like that. Even with the artists on it? Yeah. 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 Like when you're playing the ghetto, you mostly play the rubber dub, like during the night. But like from the early evening, yeah. mostly soul music and disco music. Variety. Mm-hmm. We keep that trend. Mm-hmm. Variety. I see. So it really depends on where you are, the time and everything, is what you're going to play or how you're going to really yeah, suit. You, you, well, you suit the crowd. Mm-hmm. We, we, need, we never stray. Yeah. We still always play with slow jams and with funky music and everything. Just never stray. We keep mm-hmm. that pattern ever since. Yeah. You know? Okay. And this is in Kingston and stuff. And how long were the artists with the song now for? Um, maybe, well... Sometimes, like those days, it's like a DJ, mm-hmm. they would get a, 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 sh- a that, like another song would hire them for a night. Okay. So they would go to that function that night, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and it happened like that all over because sometimes one night we might have URI and they said one night we might have IRI, special guest, it depends on the, the, the promoter that's keeping the event. I right? see. Sometimes we have Brigadier Jerry, Rankin Joe, mm-hmm. Joe Zivil, all different, different DJ. Mm-hmm. 
But those days, I think Josie was like a more younger DJ in them time. Those times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And them used to have a sound that they made, like Stereograph. Mm-hmm. That was in the later part. Mm-hmm. That had their sound. Yeah. And, you know, DJ always stayed to stick to them sound. Mm-hmm. But Lone Ranger was like our number one DJ. Yeah. Because a lot of the songs that my mom and record make from soul to soul um, dance. What? Yeah. We used to like have a little lyrics right out and give him, you know. Yeah. Richie, Captain Richie. Yes. I brought him on Soul to Soul, so he was a part of Soul to Soul too. Captain Richie that you see in Canada, yeah? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so was Captain Richie as a selector? Yeah, he was, a, he was mostly the mic man. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't realize that part there, because I did sit down and speak to Captain Richie, but I thought he was more the selector. I didn't realize he was more the uh, mic man. Yeah. Yeah. We used to do most of the selecting, but Richie selected, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I was like the major, mm-hmm. the main selector. Yeah. yeah, and Lone Ranger was your main, your ace DJ. Yeah. Yeah. And did you actually produce any songs with any of the artists back then, or that wasn't really no, your thing? No, we never do any um, record producing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of artists, like when they do them songs, they bring it come for us to promote, like, bust out them songs, them call yeah. it, you know? And those times, I guess, that was what was considered a dub plate, which was pre-release at that time there. Right, right. That was that dub plate because, like, I was even talking to Richie a couple of days ago, and you see that album Bob Marley and the Wheelers make with Waiting in Vain and those songs? Yeah. And the first song in Jamaica that played that. When we got those songs on dub plate, yeah. they didn't even properly mix. The rough mix at Channel One Studio. I never forget the day when I get them. And this is a Bob Marley and the Whalers album. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We never get the whole album because the whole album never mixed, but we get like most of the songs on the album. So we used to play them on dub play. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when we used to even go to studio. Mm-hmm. In those days, you know what was dub play? Mm-hmm. Rhythm. Got you. So like an artist sing a song, you'd have to go when the producer is in the studio. And then you ask the producer to give you the rhythm, or if the studio has the rhythm, mm-hmm. you cut it like so you'd have the singing song and the rhythm. Mm-hmm. And then after that, two songs on a plate, right? The singing and the rhythm. Yeah. So when you play the singing part now, and when the rhythm comes, our DJ jump on the rhythm. I understand. So if those were, a lot of times the rhythm weren't on 45. They, no. A lot of times they were on a dub plate. Right. Because most of the producers, when they do this recording, mm-hmm. they never just give out the rhythm like that. Yeah. But like, a person like me, you know, we know a lot of the producers. Mm-hmm. So if if I'm like, say, for example, I'm going to Tubby's to cut some dub. Mm-hmm. Dub that you cut those years was like pre-release, before the record release. Yeah. You get it from the producer. Mm-hmm. And you never have to pay for it, you know, just pay for the studio time. Yeah. Yeah, them days, you know. So crazy. You brought up a good point. I've, I always wanted to ask somebody, I think you're a good person to ask. Artists like Bob Marley, Freddie McGregor, Burning Spirit and these type of artists, you've never really heard them in like a dance singing on songs and stuff like that. How come they were never really on songs? Were they just recording artists or what was the difference yeah, with them? Recording and artists. Like, okay. were, yeah, recording artists. Most time you get any artist to sing mm-hmm. and a song is like the person that is keeping the dance. Say, for example, if, if Zafran of like you, Rai, mm-hmm. or I, Rai, mm-hmm. and when I'm friend keeping a dance, he would come to the session. And him talk and the rhythm and DJ and the rhythm. Yeah. So that is how you cut dub now. Mm-hmm. Because if you know you rise coming out, you know him want some special rhythm, right? Yeah. So like you go a King Tubby's 
And if King Tubbs don't have the rhythm, mm-hmm. you try to find the producer. That time you have a producer like John Jollard. I mean, I don't know if you about him. But of course, folk, he, you know. Right. He mm-hmm. used to have a lot of rhythm. Mm-hmm. So if you go to Tubbs one day, like him leave him rhythm track them down there. Yeah. And you go there. You can't get the rhythm for certain of the songs. You just go there and ask Tubbs, Tubbs, give me the rhythm there. You get them. You know what I mean? Just like that. Yeah. Did Bob Marley or Bob Marley, Burning Spear, any of these guys actually come to a session and sing on a song? No. They were never that type. I always wondered that. How come? Because I heard Freddie McGregor on yeah, Stereograph one time, yeah, but I've never heard like yeah, Bob or any of these guys. No. St- st- um, Freddie mm-hmm. will do it. Mm-hmm. Sugar Minot will do it. Mm-hmm. Johnny Clark will do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sugar Minot. Barry Brown, mm-hmm. Barrington Levy, those guys used to sing and rhythm and dance regular. Yeah. But like Bob Marley, them not do that. Burning Spear worse. Yeah. Them not do that. Not. And what, was, what was the real difference why they wouldn't do that? I think it's their principle, you know. Because like, even like, for example, those guys like get great quick. Mm-hmm. But like Barrington Levy, Barry Brown, those guys you know, most of the producers who produce their songs, mm-hmm. Them, like John Joe used to go to England a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's why most of those songs start breaking out in England before they break out of Jamaica. Yeah, got you. And then the radio stations were particular in playing certain songs. Mm-hmm. Bob Marley's song never played on radio station until, um, let me see now, late, late 2000s. Yeah, yeah early, early 2000s, somewhere around there. I think one of the first songs I played on radio one of the first real songs was, um, I know it hurts to be alone, that song yeah. there. You mean, not to talk, you mean 80s? Yeah, 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 80s, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think that was one of the first songs I played because, you see, the people on the radio station, mm-hmm. they was have an iffy belief in Rastafari. So that was like one of the reasons mm-hmm. why they never too like to play those type of songs. They used to mostly play like the Ernie Smith and those kind of artists, yeah. Bob Andy, Marcia Griffiths and, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it was like a radio politics then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, crazy. That, I always wanted to know how come you've never heard like a Jimmy Cliff on a song and stuff. Uh, yeah, well, you know, mm-hmm. you, yeah, those, them, them never really come, like I said, them do show. Yeah. But like to come into a dance and sing, it was the young DJs and young singers, you now yeah. who started that. Got you. You know, so yeah. that is where the dub played come, you know, because you have to get the rhythm. So when you play one rhythm, mm-hmm. and you find, like, six artists in the dance, you now, like Barry Brown come and he sing one part. Mm-hmm. Sugar Miner come and sing a little part. Barrington Levy come and he sing a little part. The DJ, them come yeah. and Trinity and him DJ a little part. Yeah. Sometimes when you run one rhythm, you run for a good while. Yeah. And every one of the entertainers that in the dance take a little piece and gone. You know what yeah. I mean? For yeah. sure. I remember yeah. those days there. Yeah. Back then, now, the 70s and 80s, who were some of the songs that you actually clashed in that type of style back then? Well, like Jack Ruby. You clashed Jack Ruby? Yeah, man, right in my yard. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it wasn't really like sound clash like no, you know. Mm-hmm. Those was like friendly stuff like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you have like echo vibration. Mm-hmm. Those clashes were different from now. Explain. Because like 
owners to the system were rec- reputable people. Mm-hmm. So people you know customer road and all them things and microphone and dance and disrespect people. Mm-hmm. Everybody just do it for fun. Yeah. It was like a fun thing, like you laugh and when dance finish everybody happy to talk and say, I'm me winning and yeah. this one, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's not like no where it's a different vibe now. Mm-hmm. No, it's like dog fight dog, I'm you know. Yeah. So what I believe that though, it take away the glamour, the clarity of the dance complete. For sure. Because you no matter how you see like a clash dance keep, check the people that go there. It's not the regular dance people who would go to those nice nightclubs and all that. They don't go there. Yeah. It's just mostly get like ghetto people, I would call them. Not, not I'm discriminating people, no, but it's just sure. like the people that would go to a clash dance. Mm-hmm. Right? But like you have a dance you now, like most of the dancers might play like all these dance. Mm-hmm. You find nice people come because they know they're going to get like a soccer, soul music, disco. From 60s, 70s, 80s, come right up to present. So they get a wider variety of music. Yeah. Like and when you go to a clash dance here, it's like living hardcore. You know, see man, they dance with woman. Everybody stand up and they speculate. Yeah. So no fun. <laughs> Different. Yeah. I want to know, with the um, Jack Ruby clash, who actually won that clash? Here? No, no. In, uh, clash wasn't like that. Who win yeah. and who lose, you know? Yeah. You just play music. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the night, you hear people say, boy, Rosa plays some wicked tune pan Jack and Jack plays some wicked tune pan Rosa and it just gone. Everybody a good yeah. friend see me, you know. And keep it moving. Yeah, from yeah. There. So yeah. It, it was like family affair. Got you. And like now two sound playing them clash and the next day the owner for that sound not talking to the owner for this sound and then disrespect and you go up on social media yeah. and no. It was that like was that. more like a, in those days mm-hmm. it was like a family affair. Yeah. So you you enjoy those things. Okay. Yeah. How long was um, Soul to Soul really doing a lot of stuff in the island before they, you actually migrated to Canada? I came here in 1982. 82? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So did so, you come with the song, with the intention playing the song, or what was the idea no, when you came No, we like on a vacation because my smaller brother was here. Mm-hmm. And he spent vacation in Jamaica. And he said, come. Because yeah. those days you never need no visa or not like that for coming. You just buy a ticket and come, you know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I came here in 82. Mm-hmm. What he did now, in final of my schoolmate when I used to go call with everything and say, don't make him go back, don't make him go back, talk to him. You know? Yeah. And he grown and grown and grown until me say, you know what? I go build up on sound, you know? Mm-hmm. I go build up back soul to soul. Yeah. And I start by pieces of equipment, little by little, and build up back the sound. And then there was a place at Eglinton and Keel, mm-hmm. Crown and Cushion. Like afterwards thing like, right? Mm-hmm. And Somebody said, I'm going to go down to test out my son, a friend of mine named Dick. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go down and set it up and test it out. And the guy who owned the place said, Why, the son can't leave you now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the second time in your career where they hijacked the song, where it's yes. like one time was when you got to Kingston, right. this song's not leaving. You came to Toronto, Crown and Cushion, thing, right. you're not leaving again. So then now, I start playing down there every Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is all Sunday morning? Me I go and see people that come from church. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah it was like weird. All night till daylight, yeah. you know, and it continued after that for a little while. And everybody come and ask me what me charge to play, and they want I am if play one party and all that, right? Mm-hmm. It was a Easter weekend, and I say it's long weekend, mm-hmm. and. Go to the man, tell him, says, a long weekend, so we need X amount to play for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Him say, we tell me Thursday. So Thursday, we call him now. 
them see them can't pay me that. So I call another friend of mine from Montego Bay and tell him, and he say, hold on. I call one of them friends and the friends must come over their place, come play. So I go over to play the two nights and I get three times the amount what I did ask them for before that. Yeah. So I never bother go back down to go play either. Yeah. So everybody now start book me, book me, book me. Everybody start here about me now. So I start the basement thing regular every week. Okay. Every week book out in our basement to play. And who, and was, who was the thing there? Who, when you came to Canada at that time there, who were the big songs that were around at that time? You have Stereograph, Upsetter, um, Soul, they have a little song named Soul. Well, probably the song was, I don't remember some of the names or something, but they, you had a lot of sound around. A lot of sound, a lot of little sound, little small sound. They never have no big system, like, but you used to have a few big systems. Yeah. Now, one of the things that made it more feasible for me to get the job is the type of music that I played. And then you used to find those days to a lot of incidents used to happen in dances. Okay. Yeah. But because of the type of music we used to play, we used to cater for a special set of people. There was a set named Soulville. Yes. Lively Soulville. Yes. I mean, you hear him play one day, and everybody say, boy, is he that soul to soul or Soulville? So you have some people on my bandwagon. Yeah. And you have some people on Soulville bandwagon. Right. So there's a girl named Angela. Mm-hmm. Kept a, a session out at um, Pickering. At the, the um, community center. Okay. Named the Clash of the Titans. With me and Soulville. What, uh, what year was this? Eh? What year? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was about um, 90 what? Early 90s. Early 90s, man. Early, I don't remember what year, but early 90s. Okay. And believe me, mm-hmm. that was the night when Soul to Soul control. Canada. Okay. After me and Soul, we done play that night. I lock me lock him off. Personally. <laughs> and we, we not curse one another like our sound business did. You yeah. understand? Yeah. Music, just music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was you as Rosa playing Soul to Soul? Right. And Lady, Lady playing Soulville. Okay. And there was nobody else playing the songs at no. that time there? Mm-mm. Wow. And the fact that this is the night of the champions. Yes. So it's like Clash basically of the Titans in college. Yeah. yeah. So whoever wins this night here is gonna really move on. And then from there everything started to roll. Club Desire. Yes. Regular. Yeah. Every Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. Soul to soul club desire. All of the club them mm-hmm. start playing all of the club them on weekend and all that, you know? Yeah. And continue after that and it is just a like Evolution, you know, the dance business, like, you know, you get to different stages, 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 and when you're at the top, everybody wants to get a piece of you, you know. Mm-hmm. But, me you know, me capture the top the forever. Yeah. For sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's go through some of these 90s. So, then, after the big Soulville class here now, you started to do a lot of a lot of parties and stuff. When did you start doing a lot of the STS promo, and now Soul to Soul promo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, shortly after that. Mm-hmm. We used to keep some dances and all that. Remember this place, Dawat Banquet Hall? Yes. Yeah. And a lot of promoters now start hiring me now to play at every dance for them keep. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of promoters. Mm-hmm. And like most of these places now, it's like me establish them. Because mm-hmm. my set sound good. So you have like 
St. Clair, Hungarian Hall. Yes. Couple dances, a concert hall. Mm -hmm. And all those places now, me always get jobs to play at those places. Mm -hmm. And the, the business start, like me, educate the promoters now. Because at one, even the sound people, mm -hmm. at one stage I invited Louise, who was the president of the sound system in Jamaica. Sound System here. Association. Yes, to mm -hmm. come here and we decide to form a sound system association because you see a lot of things with sound people they had ego. Yeah. But for me sound better and your sound, your sound better than mine. So one of the things that we try to educate them with is that listen, you bring your sound to an event mm -hmm. and you play, you're supposed to get XYZ. So we started all that now and we invite Louis to come and talk to us and we register. The okay. Sound System Association. And this, again, was in the early 90s? Yeah. And who were the original members, or some of the original members that was in the Sound System, the Canadian Sound System Association? Well, yeah, Barry Culture, mm -hmm. Swalville, uh, I think um, Upsetter, Tempo, Itech, all of those songs was part of it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then you have, it was like a Sound System and Promoters Association. We have legal people like... Ramsey Dread used to be a part of it, and Wilson and all. Everybody is like a unified thing, like. Yeah. It was very good. Mm -hmm. Started very good. Mm -hmm. And everybody humbled itself, and it was going good. And it created something better for the promoters and the sound people, then, because we had a scale of rates. Okay. Yeah, to make sure that the sound them get paid when they play out, because, yeah. you know, you know, promoters stay, but mm -hmm. people foot and all that, right? <laughs> so... We used to make sure, say, like, say, Hungarian Hall. If a sound guy set up, if a guy going to set up and play in a Hungarian Hall, you, f you must charge X, Y, Z. If you're playing in a, um, the one that, at, uh, in Mississauga there, mm -hmm. right? Club Caribbean, yeah. you have to charge such and so much. That means everybody would get paid for the job that they do. Okay, so everybody it elevated, had a... It elevated the sound system to a higher range and better for everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so everybody used to eat some food. All right, and was it like they had to pay dues, or how did you actually get into the association, and what were the benefits of joining or not even joining? Well, well, the, the, the only thing is that if you don't want... If he's not a member, you would want to play with your song. Okay. So we try to create a more unified thing so that everybody can participate and get as honest, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it was something where I guess they had member dues or whatever it was, yeah, monthly all, meetings yeah, and all yeah. of those. We, we, we set up something stationed very good. Mm -hmm. At one stage, we even have a lawyer that was part of the, asso the association. Yeah. We, because, and we associate it now with the club. So that we do it like clubs and sound system together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, and how long did that last for? It lasts for a good while until everything get broke up. Where did okay? So then, where did the the cracks start to happen, and where did it actually just disintegrate altogether? Uh, I think part of it is like everybody start complaining, say me they get the whole of the work. <laughs> <laughs> some of the sound man really say that, you know. But yeah. you see, what what they some of them never realize is that it's not a matter say me getting all of the work. Is when you please people. Mm -hmm. It's like for example, people used to keep a lot of show with Dennis Brown because Dennis Brown wanted to entertain every crowd. So it was the same aspect, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So then everything start 
revolve like from yeah. there. <laughs> okay, so then again, because you, when the association was formed, you were, I guess, one of Canada or Canada's big song at that time there. Yeah, yeah. So then clearly going in, people would know, clearly you sit at the top of it because you're the big song at this time. Yeah, but me never look at it like that, mm-hmm. right? Because I say, it's a big pie mm-hmm. and everybody can get a slice. Mm-hmm. So nothing's wrong with that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'll do everybody want book me for play, but if me can't play, but I say, use that sound and use that or use that because my book already and all that, you know? Yeah. But sometimes the promoters, them just want my sound for play. Yeah. And then sometimes it reach a state where my sound did really sound good. Mm-hmm. So most of the session, they make me set up my sound and all that, you know? Yeah. And it just go from one thing to another until another, and then them say, Cat have nine life. So if you have nine life, you live longer than the, the puss only have three. <laughs> <laughs> and when did it all fall apart? Where when, when was do you remember the year where it all disintegrated? Um not with the sounds, mm-hmm. but with the DJs. When 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 like for example, my brother used to work with EA Jazz. Yeah. So me used to pay like fifty dollar Canadian for go to Jamaica. Cause you know, train work with the airline. Yeah. So me just pay. So me used to go like almost every weekend when I play me gang and cut double jammies and Toby Studio. Yeah. Yeah, son. So me have that franchise. So me try to keep above everybody in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, son. So because of that now everybody I am, everybody I am, everybody I am and me, me create like a different atmosphere in the dance business like, right? Mm-hmm. But like you have like me say you have other sounds like high tech. Tempos upset that most of them so everybody tried to entertain the crowd that they are playing to. Yeah, you know, and then at one stage, the the, the even when violence used to be happening, dances and all of that, we used to speak out against it and you know try to keep up the business going. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's like when you see a lot and you go through a lot, it's quite interesting what you've seen over the time. You brought up some names, the high tech. Stir profit tempo and those songs there. Was there any ever a clash where you had to clash all you guys at one time? Well, <laughs> it, it's funny, you know. Yeah. Sometimes we have some little baby clash those days, you know yeah. what I mean? Like little baby clash. Mm-hmm. Because we never disrespect one another. Mm-hmm. We always respect one another. Yeah. So like like how oh, we used to like all oh, them have clash now, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a sound man here, the cost the next sound man. We never do them things there. Yeah. At a matter of fact, me all the top on mic. Okay. Yeah, he's not a Mike's person, which mm-hmm. he used to do most of the talking. Yeah. And all that, and Rufus and all that. And so mm-hmm. not a, but we had a policy. No swearing on the mic or you're gone. Okay. We don't play any record with bad word in it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Not like that. We try to set the level different. Mm-hmm. So we get more respect from the public because it encourages a lot of people to come to Soul to Soul dance yeah. ever since. And we maintain that until this day. All right. I remember me personally, I remember when I was going to like some Soul to Soul dances and stuff, one of the first big selectors I seen playing on Soul to Soul was Ian, the yeah. originally from Roadstar. Right. Was he one of the first selectors that you actually hired on after you brought the song up to Canada and stuff now? Yeah, I brought him here. Yeah. And Funky too, used to play Soul to Soul too. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 So you had brought Ian for a dance on Roadstar, or you brought him as a selector, say, hey, listen, I need a selector for Soul to Soul. You're not, I'm bringing you up to come play like yourself. He came with Roadstar, mm-hmm. and 
after coming out, him like the idea and him like the set and everything. Yeah. So we do some paperwork and make him come and he was like the DJ. Yeah. Selector and everything. Yeah. For the set. Yeah. Funky, no. the same thing too. And it was like that, you know? I did not realize. I know Ian for sure, but I didn't realize Funky was on it yeah, also. Funky was on the set too. Man. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, everybody get a start. Yeah. And how long was Ian Captain for? Captain Richie to the same thing. Yes. Because I know Captain Richie started in Jamaica, then he came up here and did a couple, right, but he right. wasn't around longer. I think it was Ian was probably the longest out of all of yeah, them. Yeah. What were some of the dances you remember with Ian and you on Soul to Soul playing? Some in good dance, man. Some wicked dance. Good dance. We had we had we had a, a good combination together. Mm-hmm. You know, because most doing most of the selecting and he was mixing and talking on the mic, so we used to mash up the place. Trust yeah. me, mash everybody, every sound for that Ian. Yeah, 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 no. Because him is one of the first selectors where he was like a mix master. That that was the, the, the team of mixing, you know. Yeah. Because most mixing was like in hip-hop and those type of stuff. Yeah. So when you have a person so versatile in a reggae, mm-hmm. you must know it creates an impact, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it was it was like good days, good days, good yeah. days. So and the like, beauty about it is up to this day, we still have a very good relationship because I believe... Mm-hmm. In in living clean, mm-hmm. no animosity. Everybody that select and sold to soul until this day, we are good friends. Yeah, it's not like you're going to be an enemy to a person because maybe a person wants to start something for himself. You can't. I mean, you can't kill him for that. You understand? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, liberty and and those type of things to me is what make you strive. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. Even right now, I know you have one of the best relationships with Father Paul Stonelove and Jimmy everybody, Metro. Everybody, everybody. You understand? Because yeah, I was around before them, you know. Yeah, man. <laughs> when we leave Jamaica, the first time Stonelove come here and play, it was, he didn't play with me. And like somebody tell Reaper, I'll say, when you come back to Canada, man, make sure you play with soul to soul. Yeah. And we've been, we, we've been friends ever since. Yeah. Ever since. Metro, I knew him before because mm-hmm. he used to work at Dynamics. And Metro was a soul. They used to call him soul because only soul music he used to play. As Metro Media? Yeah. That time he never had the name as Metro Media yet. Him just like was a DJ, them call him soul. Yeah. So like most like a bar session at Kingston and thing, you know, and play and all that. Mm-hmm. When me go to Jamaica one time, you no know, on vacation, I'm going to dance with Metro. See a metro? That time I'm have Danny Dread, Tanto Metro, the whole of them DJ that. Me could never believe. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean like Metro, I like I knew Metro before Repo. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I used to work at Dynamics. Mm-hmm. Me used to have a record shop in Montego Bay in a school era. Yeah. So me used to go there and buy records. So that's when we meet Metro and me ever since we are like not friends, brother. Just like when we poke come here and meet him and we talk and we go down and that. Mm-hmm. Brother. Yeah. So most of the sound people in my era, we are like brother Jaro, Piercey, all of those sound guys. Virgo, they used to have a set name Virgo. Yes. All, we are like family. Because of, you see, now the younger people have a different aspect of life and sound business and all that. They're more worrisome. Yeah. In our time, everybody was like a family. 
So we create we create a, a a platform for others to follow, but them not follow it because they want to stray. Yeah. Kilimanjaro, I'm a good friend, same way. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If I go to Jamaica and Jaro, they play. I don't hear none of the dance. I sit down and carry the whole night. They talk about yeah. from where the drum Adam come right up. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Harper. So, yeah, man. Good, good friend. Yeah. So, I have such a relationship with most of those sound owners from those days till mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Because I know at uh, one time you were doing a, the exclusive bookings for Metro Media, Stone Love, yeah, and all of those it. songs. We still do it. We still do it. Yeah. yeah. We still do it. Yeah. I guess it's because you guys were coming from so far. They liked what you were doing. Yeah. You had a good way of putting together the business. Exactly. So they figured, exactly. let's exactly. trust you. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. Because it, no, it's a business. Because mm-hmm. one of the biggest things right now, even in a Jamaica, sound business. Yeah. If you go to Jamaica and you see some sound, you're shocked. Yeah. 20 bucks, 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. They have a sound thing coming up soon with 12 sound at the National Stadium. Okay. Yeah, they had one before. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, it's sound business. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's a business now. It's not like before it was like a joke thing because most sound people before used to work nine to five mm-hmm. and the sound was like a side thing. Mm-hmm. But no, it's a big business. business. <laughs> all over the world. You're right. Yeah, all over the world. It's a big business now. Yeah. And it's like it explodes right all over the world now. Mm-hmm. You know? You're right. Talk to you about your clashes from back then when you were doing with Jack Ruby and stuff like that. But one of the big ones I remember Canadian history was Soul to Soul versus Digital. I <laughs> 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 I remember that. <laughs> I think Ron Nelson kept that dance, right? Yes, yes. I do, from that night, I don't think Digital play again. Let's talk about that cluster. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that was a that was a that was a that was a wicked clash, man. Mm-hmm. Cause me did have all the meta, all the tool. Mm-hmm. Cause me, did, you see, me not believe in a boasting about music. Cause yeah. you don't know what's in another man's box. You understand. And at the same time, you can have the wickedest song, but if you don't play the right song at the right time, mm-hmm. <laughs> it don't mean anything, you know. Mm-hmm. You have to know. You have to know when to play what. Yeah. And that was a wicked dance. And what do you remember? Who was who was playing soul to soul at that time? Me. There? You were playing soul to soul. Who else was on the team I'm at that time? I'm trying to there? remember if Ian was on it that time. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ian was on it that time. Mm-hmm. But because we must have selected, like, you know. And do you remember who was playing digital that night there? Bumpy and... I don't remember the name of the guy. I think it was... Um, Richie? Yeah, I think it was Richie. They used to play Lee's Unlimited. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and what do you remember? What do you remember in particular about that guy? Even though I know this is like 94 and that's a while ago, I want to know what you remember about because that's an epic Canadian historic clash. The ninja man sang them on the play. Yeah. The ninja man sang them on <laughs> the ninja man. <laughs> because that day, those times, you know, ninja man was the king, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm a real old ninja man. Nobody much ever know about ninja man. The ninja man it was the king, man. The king, yeah. ninja man, yeah. The ninja man. Ninja man, man. And that right there, so that right there, that was soul to soul when that clash there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. And then you, you see, you see the thing with clash? 
I, I wouldn't mind it those days because mm -hmm. it was peaceful. Yeah. No fight, no people not throw no bottle or anything like that. Mm -hmm. When the dance done, the two, the two sound one of them hug up one another and gone. And like now, yeah. when they have clashed, this sound hate the next sound and this one start telling the next one about him mad and this. And it, it's a totally different thing now. It's not sound clash now. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's like an individual clash. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it what it does, it kills the vibes of clash. Mm -hmm. Because the first world clash kept here. When we did keep down at the market, down at St. Clair. That was the first world clash keep in Canada. Bumpy, it was um from New York, screw. Downbeat. Downbeat. Yeah. From England, Asher World. Yeah. BS Odyssey with Squingy and Soul to Soul with it, me and Ian. That was the first, you know, the market right at St. Clair and Kelly. Yeah. That was where the first sound clash keep in Canada, like world clash. First. And you're the one that kept that one? Yeah. Me and Taria, brother, and me and you keep that answer, yeah. Who won that clash here? Well, it was like, all right, put it this way. Right. It go right down to... Um, BSRDC, mm -hmm. I think BSRDC did win the clash. Yeah, I think it was BSRDC. Yeah. It was just, they must just come in that time, you know. Okay. Yeah, but you see, those days now, people what come to clash those days, never, it's not like nowadays people, you know, there was mostly party people those days. And mm -hmm. like now, all them people, you have sound people that come and clash now and thing. Yeah. But <clears throat> the difference with that now, that was like a party dance, everybody dance and all that, you understand? Got you. Yeah, and it was it was good. It was good. Yeah, the yeah. first World Clash in Canada. You know the thing with it. I remember it because I have that flyer. Right. I think you guys actually tried to keep it again, and it never kept again. It just right. kept one time. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Big big thing, and yeah. I remember even a lot I, of yeah, them. Yeah, the place was it was it was like a market, a flea market. Yes. And I might sound it set up, yeah. and it did ram. Yeah. Yeah. When it came to competition with actually sound systems back then. Not a clash, a sound system. Who else was giving you a lot of competition in that field there then? You mean like with sound system? Yeah, equipment-wise. Well, a, a, lot, a lot of sound came up, but because of my experience mm -hmm. with the equipment, mm -hmm. me have the edge over a lot of them. Got you. Yeah, because like I was accustomed to electronic crossover, a lot of sound never know. Because most of them have a box, they put the crossover in the box. Yeah. And I educate them now, like you use electronic crossover, so everything is at the table where you can use control your bass, control your tapping, control that and that, you know? Mm -hmm. So me educate a lot of sound man with equipment when it comes yeah. to, to all those things, you know? Yeah, because I know at one point there was like a lot of systems around. This was like, system-wise was high-tech had their system. Right. Tempo had their system. Right. Upsetter, um, upsetter yes. did have them system. There was one song that Captain Midnight was playing for a midnight, for a minute that had a yes, big system um, too. Big. Well, I don't remember the guy's name, oh, but man. he said it was big. Yes, yes. But uh, the, but, but the, the, the presence mm -hmm. wasn't big. <laughs> Got set you. To, yeah, because like, you know, some was people... Was it Roadrunner? No, 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 mm -hmm. no. I still remember the name of yeah. But remember, Mid Captain Midnight used to play. Yes. No, man, there was there was a lot of big, heavy sounds. Yeah, yeah. And you even were in the time when a lot of sound systems came around that didn't have sound systems. So then that was like, now we're talking about the King Turbos, the Red Flames, the Black Reactions, the Super Fresh and stuff like that. Right. At that time there, the big thing was to be able to play on Soul to Soul's big sound. Yeah, because even when people keep Clash, yeah. they just say Soul to Soul for set up. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because them know so they must get clean set for playing and whatever, you know? Yeah. But like the opposite now in Jamaica when people clash, you have to carry your own sound. Mm -hmm. But that is how clash should be. Yeah. That is why now clash don't have any significance. Mm -hmm. It kills the whole vibes of clash mm -hmm. because clash is supposed to be sound and selector. Mm -hmm. Four sound clash, four sound set up. That is clash. Yeah. When your sound break down, lock off and pack up. Mm -hmm. That is how we used to clash from back home. Mm -hmm. When you're clashing with a sound or two sound and one of the sound break down, then them lose automatically. Them leave the other two sound. So you make sure you come and a clash you come with your good sound and your music. That is what clash is about. But like now everything changed. Yeah. You know, you know, so it's not clash. It's not sound clash anymore. A DJ clash. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're right. Yeah, you're a right. DJ clash. You're 100 percent right. Because you look now, a sound man mm -hmm. spend X amount of money mm -hmm. to maintain his sound good. Mm -hmm. A selector use money by his music. Mm -hmm. You understand? So it's a total different thing. Mm -hmm. If it was like sound clash like before, it was a total different thing. Mm -hmm. Some sound could make it for the clash. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like. Promoters who promote a clash cutting cast, he want to hire one sound or bring him sound, and everybody play on it. But it we know first time when they have sound clash, and a man say, if I play this one, if you play this, me lock off. Mm -hmm. Him no have nothing for lock off. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, right. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. I mean, like, it's a, a total different thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it, that's why clash no nice again. Yeah. If if clash was like that before, digital set up him set me set up mine. Offsetter set up him set me set up mine. Mm -hmm. it, had, it total and people would have more respond to that more than now. Yeah. Can no clash you go there to see one man play this, one man play that. And if the crowd are your crowd, him say, yeah, you win. Maybe the other set play better than you. Yeah. So it, it takes out the whole life, the thing, the, everything out of clash. Everything changes. When they're having a world clash, no. Mm -hmm. Them sure have, like, say, for example, you have it in Canada. And you have a sound from America coming to play. If him no have no sound, rent one sound and put it up. Got you. Because sound clash, first time, you know, when a sound man clashing and him say, if you play this one, me pack up. Yeah. That was the gift and the beauty of Clash. You understand? Because yeah. you know when you play that song, and if the man play it, you have to pack up your set and leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you understand what I mean? Not just so, your records, your actual exactly, sound system. Exactly. Yeah. But now it's a totally different thing. It's things and times change. There's a couple more questions before I get you out of here. There's actually one legendary spot that you created that we didn't get to talk about and a lot of people don't really realize the foundation in that spot there. We're talking about symphonies. Yeah. All right? Yeah, man. Let's talk about that place there. Symphony. Yeah. Yeah, we started. I don't remember which year we started. Mm -hmm. And that's where it was. How long did you actually have it going for and why did you actually create symphonies? Where did I create it? Yeah. All right, the used to have a club in a Jamaican epiphany. Yeah, man, Spoogie used to own it. Yeah. Yeah, up um Ligani Plaza. Okay. So rather than me copy that name, mm -hmm. me just call mine Symphony. Yeah. And this was you said you don't remember what year you actually opened no, it me for. No, I don't remember offhand. Yeah. Yeah. And do you remember how long you had it for? <sighs> maybe about mm -mm. Year two, maybe a year or two, something. Yeah. Yeah. Because the funny thing with it, that spot, I remember a lot of big dancers kept there. But 
full circle moment. You said there was a club in Jamaica called Epiphany. Yeah. And you didn't want to copy it, so you said Symphony. Right. And then Symphony ultimately turned into Epiphany. Yeah. What's the chance of that, eh? What's the what? What's the chances of that happening? Where? Well, well <laughs> I guess maybe when it turned into Epiphany here, mm-hmm. they copied the name from Epiphany in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Or they get rid of the symphony and just call it epiphany. Yeah. No, that that's crazy where you said it was Jamaica, you didn't want to copy the name, you said symphony, and then the new people, Phyllis and them, bought it out, and then it just turned back right. into epiphany. Yeah. Just like, yeah, because again, one thing I know with this, being in this conversation, one thing I know 110%, you're an entrepreneur through and through and through. Everything you try to put together, you try to structure it properly. Yeah. Sound system association, having a sound system, playing music, every way you always wanted to structure the business properly. What do you find is the biggest difference with dancehall right now than when you first started out in it from a Canadian standpoint? Well, first, different set of people going dance now than before. Mm-hmm. The kids that go to dance now is, is not kids that grow up under parentage. Okay. Kids before going out and the parents say no, they couldn't go. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite now. Kids don't ask parents if they can go. They just say, mom, I'm not here, I'm gone. Yeah. So so the gap between kids and parents now, it changed. Mm-hmm. Kids used to respect parents before. Mm-hmm. Right? And parents in return respect their kid. Now, kids big. They act big, talk big, and that 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 gap between parent and child, children now mm-hmm. total change for sure. Especially like I would say, Caribbean parentage or even Canadian parentage, because in our time we learn, we were taught to respect your mother and father. Yeah. It's the other way around now. Kids do not respect their mother and father. As them start to tall pants, them feel say them a big man. Yeah. As the girl, them start to wear bra, them feet say them a bigger man. You understand what I mean? Yeah. So it create it create a different respect parentage wise. Mm-hmm. So and then now if you, you as a man and you have a daughter and a son them one go to Saturday night, you can't tell them say no. Mm-hmm. They go tell them say they are so much year old and they a big man and bigger man and in before. Mm-hmm. Even when I was 18, 19, I asked my parents if I can go to Martinique, not night show, you know. Yeah. Martinique in Jamaica yeah. at them time. There. Okay. And if you go to Martinique this Saturday, you cannot go the next Saturday. Mm-hmm. You understand? So you were brought up different from now. Total change. So I think that is one of the things that leads to a lot of even kid violence now. Mm-hmm. Because the parent, the parent try to teach the kid and like you know there's a sense of children having children all that again is another thing yeah. you know so it creates something totally different totally different and you found that has changed the fabric of the dance hall yes mm-hmm. because even some kids where to come and dance now in my time that no happen big people come to dance those mm-hmm. times so because of that it drive away the big the big people from the dance mm-hmm. you know because Man, a, a woman going to dance and him see him daughter inside there. This lady is here, this lady is there. And when they look over there, so and them daughter and son and whatever over there, with, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, they don't have a special place where this are your area that. This is our area. Yeah. They don't set it like that. And that is what breaks down the dance hall right now, like water it down. Mm-hmm. And even the type of music that they play now, the music don't have any 
meaning. Yeah. You know? First time you go and you hear a song, oh, it's a long story. When you listen to the word of the song, it educates you. You hear another song, Babandi, it educates you. But now you hear the DJ talk about sex and male, this and male, that. It don't educate you. It is, it's more violent. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that alone, the concept of that alone, it, it creates like bad stigma for the generation growing up. Makes sense. It need in the, the the business need to bring back those me old fashioned. Everybody say me not go around and play too much old music. Yeah. But me create, me create it and me stick by it. Mm-hmm. So most of these events, at at least one hundred percent of the event, no say me not have young people music, you know, abundantly. Yeah. But me not feature them. The foundation of the music is what I maintain. Makes sense. Yeah. Make total sense. Yeah, because even, even sometimes you go to a dance and as a big man then, and because I you they keep the dance, me come support mm-hmm. you. I'm inside the whole night and me doing you one studio one. Me doing you one treasure ride. Yeah. No mind no me see everybody in there, they hype up, hype up. It don't mean anything to me. You understand? So it's it totally different. And you have a lot of people like that around. You know? So me just try to create for those people, cater for those people, you know? And keep it moving from that point there. Exactly. When it came to even violence in the dance hall and stuff like, we know this has been happening from back in the eighties and nineties and even right now. Do you find that there was more more violence back then or more right now? Well, there's more violence now in the dance hall. Yes, there's more violence in the dance hall because before. Most violence in the dance hall was if two persons had a fiction and one come inside and see the other one, then mm-hmm. it might create something. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you could go to one of the persons and say, no, nobody with it. And it cooled down. No, you can't do that. Yeah. You go to the person and say, no, nobody with it. And push you off too. You understand? Because him feels saying bad more than that, man. And it, what it does, it kills the purpose. Because music is love. Mm-hmm. Again, even the music that you hear now and then is totally different. Mm-hmm. This music more violent. Before, the music educates you. Let's talk about love. Talk about love. No one no talk about love. Yeah. Kill the boy and no care. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's it's totally different thing. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing with the music now where you can embrace two man one fight and you take one and you say, come man. Mm-hmm. Let go me on, man. Because in one proof same bad. Before, you do that to a person, you say, all right, all right, Mr. Rose, and him come and you talk to him one side and next thing go over to the guy and say, sorry, yes, son, everything peaceful. Yeah. So that means the dance nowadays is not going anywhere. Because you as a promoter, you want to keep something. You have to fret and say, if fight break, you lose your money, dance mash up, nobody won't come to another dance where you keep. So what the DJs should try and do now is try to create that atmosphere where people can be more together rather than creating, even you playing a song. Why you going to play a song? Because if you plan to say, kick down the boy, and you play it and you're hyping up and I say, kick down a sound boy. Yeah. You understand? So what it does, it creates more badness in the dance more than before. Mm-hmm. You know? And it not do anything for the business because... A person come to a dance and him see that him say, boy, I mean, never go back with me that DJ I play. Yeah. So w- w- instead of him do something to bring people to dance whenever him play, him run with the people and what come with him, you know? So they must be looking to themselves. You see, the, the, the DJ nowadays, 
the main thing they have to do, <laughs> you see like how you have the COVID now, them supposed to sit down, look in themselves, and try to create something. Whereas them would um, make things better for the dance business so they would have make some money. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, they, they cannot follow up the same pattern that and like what they had before. Yeah. They have to they, they have time now where they can look into themselves and say, boy, muscle. Me I say I think that idea not true, you know. I go looking at myself. Yeah. And I go try to play some humble myself, play some nice little music and make people have fun. Don't come with the war business. Even if you're playing a war song, don't extend on it. Because the song says, kill a boy, you're going to take your mic and you're going to say, you hear when a boy tells me, kill it. Yeah. No, negativity. You need more positive in a dance business to create that atmosphere so that people will come out. You have enough big people in no mind, the new music, them, you know, mm -hmm. but them scared to go where that is being played. God, that's really what it comes down to. Yes. Yeah. So what they should look into, they are a part of it. Be conscious. Keep it straight. Yeah. And you see the difference. Yeah. Makes makes a lot of sense what you're saying, especially somebody that's seen it coming from in the 70s to right yeah, now. Yeah, you used to be Clearly. a dancer, run up and down, your gunshot, blow, 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 and you yeah. run and you break your foot, you break your hand, you fall down. Your yeah. woman, where you go to it, slip off her high heel shoes and break her foot and all them things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's a totally different thing. Mm -hmm. They want to go back the day when dance finish and then turn on the light. It's everybody, man, holding woman, and they come out and they walk peaceful, go and carry drive, go and get out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they, they want to bring back that days. And the, the thing is, the people are not edifying enough to know that speaking violently on the microphone mm -hmm. is like the mic is a gun. Yeah. So it's a tool to create violence. Better him not talk on the mic and just playing song. Mm -hmm. But him hype it up in a way and him diss the next sound man. And when the next sound man come in now, he might go diss him to It creates you know, some even, sort of fiction. Because even if it's not a clash mm -hmm. and you hear some sound play, he might have something a beef for the next DJ. Mm -hmm. So he might have, this is where him come and express it. Which shouldn't be so. Yeah. Them should live together so that when they are playing in a place them share love with one another. And it would make a better place. It would create a better atmosphere. Sometimes you may be there woman, you want to go somewhere, boy, Father Rosa, keep a thing, you know, and you go go. When you go there, you see two little young son they play and they have traced them one another. Mm -hmm. You're gone, boy, Father, I can't stay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not your style. Yeah, yeah, I no. get what you're saying, especially coming from the old school with you. I got two questions before we actually wrap up here, okay? When it comes to the dub plates in Soul to Soul's box, give me three of your favorite dubs and why. Why? Why? That is a story for life, man. Yeah. That is a story for life. But I never know. Me have so much. Me have so much. <laughs> the floor is yours. Me have so much. Me know me have so Me have, me have a DJ in England named Papa Levi. Yes. And that song name, God making. They tell you the truth. Never hear nobody play that one dub in Canada. I don't say nobody don't have it. Yeah. I never just never hear a person play a song like that. Yeah. You know? Never. Me have that. Mm-hmm. Me have some bad soul dub too. Like who? Give give us a name and tell us why you like that one in particular. 
Because I know nobody don't have them songs upon dub. Because I know me have all the songs only because put it this way, some of them songs when I have on dub plate. Mm -hmm. Because I don't make dub in no killing business and all them something. You know? mm -hmm. No, I believe dub plate where I can't play anytime, anywhere. Like me are so nice. Nice, nice tune. Nice tune. Me have, and plus, I have some nice sold up too. Yeah. Yeah. Karen Smith. Um, third World. I have some wicked classic, classic dub, man. Yeah. Classic, classic dub, man. Yeah. yeah. Man. And those are Darren some of your Timor. favorites. Yeah, man. I may have all dub plate with. Um, and I'm not a real good man, Ron Brown. Earth, Wind, and Fire. No, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, me have an ex artist named Demolition Man Ras Demo. Yes. And do some classical tune for me. Mm -hmm. Me have about 150 dub plate with him. What? You see, he's an old school man, Studio One. Mm -hmm. And everyone and most of the students like me have the cables, all of them Studio One artists. Mm -hmm. Me voice most of them. Most of them me have found up and then you know, Ras Demo come and read him, them in bad, in bad, in bad, in bad. Yeah. Remember, five years ago or four years ago, I played a Stone of Anniversary at Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And the first tune I play is a Ras Demo tune, and the Nina Simone, my baby, don't care with them. Right. And when we don't play, the next day, my people come to me and say, Boy, the response when I get from the people about that song is like, and the first time ever hear a DJ, DJ Pony with him, right. like, I have to cut one for him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know something? You see, Bitty McLean walk away from love. Yeah. I've been playing that song here nearly almost a year before the next song could I get it. And me get some bad name. Me get some bad name for that song. Everybody they cuss me, I beg me for them it, beg me for them it. I'm yeah. saying, no. And me get some bad name. I remember we put the player Germany. Mm -hmm. And I give him the song and him tell me, say, I must have nine times he pull it up <laughs> when he ended up on the train to go to England when he played the song. That's one of the legendary reggae songs, you know. The past couple of years in the world. Yeah, Billy McLean walk away from yeah, that man. whole that whole album that he had put out there because it yes. had all studio one type of vibes. Crazy. You, but know you I mean? see, you know, one of the things that me realize mm -hmm. artists don't respect sound man to a heights. You will break, you will bust out a tune for your artist yeah. and you don't get any respect from him. Him go everywhere and hear, boy, a rosa bust out that song there, a rosa, and him not giving her respect. Yeah. So that's why sometimes the artists them come and you know you're not about them. Mm -hmm. Because an easy thing for us out a song, you know. You have to know how to introduce it to the public. Yeah. When me they play that song, nobody in Canada know have it. And every dance me they play, everybody come. You can't play the walk away song for me. You can't yeah. everybody <laughs> one special DJ used to cuss me man in noon and I forgive my copy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. You, you see, you can't have every song. Yeah. Yes, and because I have some friends in England. BBC, I don't know if you know him. Of course. I'm sorry, I never care a copy of one song I do for them one time. 19, I think it was 1975, at Treasure Isle Studio. I mm -hmm. do a song. I do a song at Treasure Isle Studio. I still have it, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do a, and it come out, he released it on an album in England. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't know that. Yeah, man. When it comes to new school artists, who are some of your new school reggae artists that you're listening to right now and you say, okay, these people are putting out some good music? Um, I like some singers, like, I like Benji Myers. Yeah. E.J. Brown. 
number one. Mm-hmm. I'm the first person that took him to a record studio, E.J. Brown. He's the lead singer of the third world now. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm the first person who came to a record studio. Yeah. Boots Brown. Right? Um, Benjamin. Me like singers. Mm-hmm. You know? Anthony Cruz. Yeah, them have some nice singing tune. Not some I like DJ, you know, mm-hmm. but me prefer singers, yeah. you know, and some of the singers them have some nice songs. Yeah. I me, me like when a singer do like an original song and the words get to you, creep mm-hmm. up on you and say, yes, this is a good song. Yeah. Yeah. You understand. Listen, I we could sit down here and speak forever and ever and ever. You gave me a little time. We talk a little more. But listen, what we've learned in this little time, especially from somebody like you that don't really do a lot of interviews and stuff like that, it's an amazing conversation to see what you have in your mind and able to tell people also. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Any young songs coming up right now, leave some advice before we get you out of here. For any sound that's coming in, sound, DJ, sound system, owner, anything, they want to hear from the Grandmaster Rosa. The floor is yours. The first thing a DJ should know mm-hmm. when he's going to play at an event mm-hmm. is that if it's one or two or three, as long as he's not the only DJ that's playing there, mm-hmm. always think about the next DJ to play. Don't think about you yourself. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things I notice with a lot of these DJs, them say they're a real south song. So they go to a dance, and the songs where people want to hear at 2 o'clock, they're a real south order, they play them from 9, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So when the next DJ come and play them, you know, oh, me play that already. It not create nothing. A DJ should be more, have more love and compassion for the music and this event. Mm-hmm. That when him come there for two or three DJs playing, them can talk before and say, all right, may I go play some early singing song. You can play some next early singing song. You play some next early singing song. And then when you come in, you play your little dance all vibes, the next one create. And they make the fun good. But everybody play. Then the next man come in to play. Boy, that play already. Oh, me play that. So it's like before this event start, them fighting against them one another. Yeah. Whereas before, if me and I take and tempo the play, and we say, we're going to play first. And I'm going to say, I'm going to play, I'm going to play some Bob Marley and some Dennis Brown. And the next man come in and come play. We're not fight against one another. So what that does, it makes the dance boring. So you will, I would have go to a young person dance. Say, you are son, the keep a dance. And because I know say you're son, yeah. and you're going to be there, I come. And we're boring. If I'm turned two times, we're going to my house. It's boring. So yeah. the DJ, they must work together, not against one another. Them, them, they are supposed to create the atmosphere, then build up the dance up here. Mm-hmm. And all of them keep it there. This one can play two music, the next one play two, the next one play two. And everybody juggle around, same way, and keep the vibes that dance to promote and make some change. Mm-hmm. You know, go there because you want to prove a point. What point you're trying to prove? Everybody have music now. It's not like one time when you're, people couldn't buy dope plate because it's too expensive. People couldn't buy 45 record because it was too much. Yeah. Everything about the internet now. Everybody have the same set of music. Mm-hmm. So the DJ them should more work together, create the atmosphere so that when the dance done, the promoter happy. But everybody want to prove a point. I'm the best DJ. Yeah. And instead of the people say they are the best DJ, they are the worst DJ. Yeah. So that is one of the things where the DJ them should think about. Don't say you want creator, you're the best. Everybody have music. Mm-hmm. Everybody have music. Yeah. Is how you put them together. Yeah. Right. If you don't put them together, 
You look like a feather. Yeah. <laughs> Said by Grandmaster Rosa, nobody could say it better. If they wanted to check out some stuff you're going on, they wanted to book soul to soul, leave some contact info before you actually leave. 873 Rosa. 416 873 Rosa. Just like that. <laughs> Father Rosa, do you actually. And, and the first thing, eh? Are you actually on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or anything? Me can't manage it, man. Yeah. Believe me, when we turn on my computer and look, Facebook, one million for the day. <laughs> No, me too old for that now, man. Yeah. Me have to go employ somebody to check my account them for me. Yeah. Because first of all, if me ever throw a blast, everybody start calling me from all over the world. Rosa, me see this. Rosa, why? No one come check you. I mean, like, keep me low key and low profile, you know? Yeah, yeah me, this, me have some... When this... If this thing we all live, we see this thing together, me have some ideas. Yeah. And... We keep informed. Have some yeah. ideas. Good, very good ideas, you know. Yeah. Father Rosa, it's been an amazing conversation. Learned a lot. Everybody's gonna learn a lot. And again, thank you so, so, so very much for sitting down with us today here. Yeah, man, everything's a blessing. I wanna tell you something. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine, a female friend of mine, I call her and I tell her, I said, listen, Moses asked me for an interview. And one million people asked me for an interview. Mm-hmm. And because I promised muscles, I'm going to give it to him. Other people come to me you now. Mm-hmm. Call me minutely and give me names because me, you know, I say no, I promise muscles, and I'm going to give it to him. Your friend will tell you. Listen, <laughs> okay, let's be, let's be 100% honest who actually helped me to secure this, this interview here. It was Sandra Silver. Yeah, she, right? she, she helped me secure. I said, Sandra, please talk to him, talk to him. Even though we're good, you know. Yeah, yeah, But I yeah, know yeah. you and Sandra have a good right. message. Yeah, talk yeah, to him, yeah. talk to him, talk to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And you see that same message you just said? Yeah. She relayed the same thing to me, you know. Yeah. I said, listen, Rosa said, as soon as everything cooled down, which is right now, right. he's going to come to you because he's got many requests. It's and he right. said, because he spoke to you a long time ago and said he would do it, is why he's going to come and do it. All right. You're see, a man, I'm a man of your man. word. I respect that 110%. Yeah, man, I said, go, man. I said, go. Father Rosa. Bless up. I tell you, Ali. Thank you so very much. Let me give you an outro and get you out of here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. Bless up yourself, Muscles. No, no. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.